What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is early Thursday, February 18th, 2016, and you guys listening to episode 245. Hope everybody is doing well. Uh, hope everybody had a good time in between uh, shows. Feels good to be somewhat back on schedule. Um, and uh, it should continue that way. Next week I go to Miami, but that's on Friday, so the show should be out before then, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, got a great show for you guys today. A lot of stuff to talk about. Um, unacceptables. Uh, got a dog. We got a dog. Funny, funny shit with have, finding a dog. I mean, this is a hilarious process that it took us. Um, stuff with sports. An incredible dunk contest. Uh, I want to talk about the uh, UFC a little bit. Um... And, uh, you know, of course, your guy's unacceptable, so let's get right into it. Uh, but first, before we start, episode 245, the Verzi Effect podcast has to plug the sponsor, gonzofame.com. Funny up-and-coming comedian Dave Gavry out there in Chicago running a great website for the best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today and tomorrow. And uh, up-and-comers and everybody like that, just go to gonzofame.com. You will read the best interviews that you can, uh, you know, get out there uh, when it comes to really finding out more uh, about the comedians that you like. Uh, I've done a interview with uh, Dave, and I remember when it was done, it was just, uh, it was really, really good. And um, so you could read that, and there's a lot more on there. Amazing comedians. Also go to, um, that's gonzofame.com. Also go to All Things Comedy. Dot com for the best uh, podcasts out there. Uh, you know, it's run by comedians, and um, they really take care of uh, of the comedians that are on there. Uh, also, they have All Things Records, where my album, uh, Paul Verzi, Night at the Stand, is, and they're uh, continuing to put uh, great comedy albums out there and give you guys the best comedy podcasts uh, that you can get. A variety of uh, so many comedians' podcasts on there. So uh, please check those guys out. You can follow them on uh, Twitter, at All Things uh, comedy. So, um, and, and before, uh, I want to plug before, um, before I, I get to anything else and, and, uh, all kinds of other stuff, I definitely have to, uh, talk about something that, um, I would actually like to ask you guys for, uh, for help. Um, uh, a guy I went to high school with, uh, TJ Zegley, um, good guy. Um, he was a year older than me, uh, in high school and, uh, but I had a lot of friends that were a year older than me. So, you know, I'd see him at parties, you know, we didn't hang out all the time. He was a really good dude, uh, athlete, cool guy, easygoing guy. Um, I guess lives down in North Carolina now. And, uh, I guess uh, a while back, uh, he had uh, cancer. He got uh, cancer. Um, and now he's had a setback. So, um, you know, I guess his, um, Girlfriend, people close to him, uh, people that are around him, uh, put a, a a GoFundMe uh, site up so they can get donations for you know it's just really hard missing work and and medical bills and all that stuff. So I went on there and uh, you know obviously uh, gave a donation, but more importantly, want to make people aware of the situation. So if you go to my Facebook uh, page. Uh, you'll see on there uh, the 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 link that I put up. I also put something up on. Um, I believe I put yes. I also put something up on Twitter. Some of my um, just awesome, amazing comedian friends of mine also went on Twitter and retweeted and stuff. So anything that you can give, um, uh, TJ would really help. Um, you know, I know if you personally haven't had cancer, we all know somebody who, who does or who has had it. It's just a horrible thing. My mother was diagnosed in 97 and it eventually got to stage four. And I've mentioned before on the podcast, luckily the Dana-Farber Institute in Boston, Massachusetts saved my mother's life with a trial drug that they tried on people. And, um, it made everything kind of shrink and go away. And it came back on a lot of people, uh, that was in the trial. But um, my mom has been uh, very fortunate. We've been blessed. It's been uh, years, and she was really in bad shape. And uh, so everybody knows somebody uh, or has known somebody or heard of somebody with cancer. It's a terrible thing. Uh, TJ's, on, I believe, 37 years old, which is my age. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's definitely something that, um, 
you know, with the right treatment and, and all that stuff. But money definitely does help when um, you're worried about work and missing out and being sick and all that stuff. So anything that you guys can do, I would really appreciate that. Um, and I know he will as well. So you could check that out and go to my Facebook page uh, or Twitter. Um, but it's right there and it's a GoFundMe. Uh, now got to get into this dog search thing. So as you guys know, these fucking dogs are hilarious. When you go to these rescue shelters, you just see the personality. Um, so what happened was I live, I live in a safe neighborhood, right? And I mentioned this before. I live in a safe neighborhood. I live in the woods, but you never know what the fuck is going to happen. And I got little kids around. Now, if I had it my way, I'd love to have a couple of guns out here. All right. Um, obviously just for protection, not to mention there are some big fucking animals that walk up really close to the house and you never know what's going to happen. So I always thought, all right, you know, having like a rightful or something like that, just for protection. I'm not one of these fucking nut jobs that's like, yeah, come around here. You ain't going to fucking leave. I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. I don't, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, even at night, plus I'm watching all these crime documentaries and it's always like, it was a quiet beautiful neighborhood nobody could imagine such horror and then you just see fucking blood splattered on the wall like it was fucking me up you know what I mean like I was just like you know you never know what can happen you know we locked the doors and all that stuff but I was like there is a solution and it's a fucking guard dog it's a dog that you know dogs are so incredible dogs can smell things from so far away there's some breeds of dogs that like if you're buried in like 20 feet of snow they could smell you out and 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 you know save you there are dogs that actually can like see things that nobody else can see because if if something is being dead silent and you can't see it they find a way to see it and hear they're really remarkable so i'm like all right so i talked to my wife and i was like um I was like, look, um, I was like, let's, you know, just for protection. And one of the neighbors, something happened in the house that made me go, fuck it. We're getting a dog. I'm in the house the other day and I see this car going up and down and it was stopping at my neighbor's house. And, um, my neighbor was cool enough to call me and my neighbor was like, yo, Paul, I don't know if you got, they knocked on your door, but they said, police are knocking on doors, finding out everybody's finding out everybody's like phone number. And, and, you know, confirming the address and all that stuff. But he's like, the guy didn't show, you know, guy didn't show a badge. I found that a little weird. So I'm like, fuck, that is weird. So he's like, don't worry, we're going to call the police and confirm it. So they actually called the police, confirm it. And I did get a text and it was police. Police, uh, it was just maybe the guy was just asking questions and didn't show a badge. But the police station confirmed that there's a cop going around just asking questions. Because somewhere around here, somebody either tried to steal a car um, or, or, or stole a car. I don't know what happened, but there's, there's a couple of houses for sale and there's a couple like houses that are being rebuilt or like look abandoned around somewhere around here. I don't know exactly where or which one, but, um, I'm thinking maybe a car was in one of those garage, I mean like uh, driveways and nobody's home and somebody in the neighborhood or somebody that knew about it either took the thing for a joyride or did whatever. Either way, I didn't like it. And that's really uncharacteristic for this area. But I was like, fuck that. I was like, you get a dog, dog starts barking. Even somebody that wants to get smart and try to fucking break into a car, do something like that. They're going to move on if they hear a bark. So I, you know, and I use that ammunition against my wife. I'm like, look, fuck this. We got to get a dog. All right. You don't want me to have, I'm not going to have guns around the house. Fine. I get that. We have kids. I get it. But I want protection. When I travel, I want to know, you know, if I'm in the road, you know, making a bunch of assholes laugh and fucking, you know. Nevada. I want to know that there's some, you know, I want now if it was up to me and my wife wanted me to calm down with, if it was up to me, I'd have a couple of Germans. I'd have a couple of fucking German soldiers running around shepherds running around here. I don't give a fuck. I would have fully trained police dogs running around here if you had it my way. But we also have little kids. We want, and I know they're great dogs with kids, but I don't want a stranger coming over to eat fucking cake and have coffee and have this thing staring at their neck. Like it's going to eat it. I don't, I don't want to do that. You know, I, and I get that too. It's like, oh, and, and I was like, I don't care. Fuck everybody else. It's for the family, you know, but you don't want a dog that's going to just be like, you know, staring at an uncle's ear, waiting for him to make the wrong move. And then, you know, Christmas gets bloody. I get that. So I'm like, fine. So we start going to these rescue shelters, right? And I uh, was like, oh, you know, my wife is like really big on rescuing a dog that, you know, needs a home or, you know, could, 
you know, they're destroying these beautiful dogs if nobody takes them after a while. I mean, we went to no-kill shelters, but so we're looking for dogs. And we go to this one place. And uh, my, my unacceptable is going to tie into this, but there's also an acceptable and an unacceptable. In my, my, my unacceptable today is a combination of unacceptable and acceptable. So we go to like the SPCA or whatever, one of these places around here, and we're looking at dogs, and I was like, yeah, I saw a dog online, and I was interested, and they're like, well, no, no, uh, you know, he, we need, you need a trainer with him, he's super big, he's not good with kids, we suggest this, and, uh, you know, we would do this, and blah, 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 you could see him, but you'd have to, and it was just like, my wife and I, right when we get to this place, and my son and daughter are there, right when we get to this place, okay, um, and I'm like, I'm not showing up as some dude who's like, looks like a fucking, you know, got neck tattoos and I'm trying to fucking buy a beast that's going to be in a cage and, and, you know, get fed humans. I'm not, I don't look like that. I don't look like I want something to hurt. I just wanted a bigger, you know, my family, I wanted a bigger dog, you know, no offense to people with small dogs. I got two cats. I got two very big cats. I've had them since they were seven weeks old. They're real brothers. They're awesome. One of them looks like a little fucking puma running around the house. I don't want a small dog. I got these cats that look like, you know, small dogs. Even even my cats are even bigger than some small dogs. So I wanted something with some mass to it. I wanted something I could wrestle with. And again, something that can be protective for my family, right? So they're like, no, you can't see him. And I just got this sense. I just got this sense of like, these people are fucking cold. Now I get it. And I know some people, no, they have to be like that. They want to see how serious people are. Fine. But I showed up with my wife. I showed up with my two kids. You saw a family coming in. We showed up in a nice SUV. Not that that matters, but you know, in a way it's like if you show up and like I said, you look like you're all fucked up. You look like you're not even taking care of yourself. You come in with the fucking bumper hanging off the car and you're looking for some hound that's going to rip people up. You know, I, I get that people would be like, oh man, this is not good. Either this dog is not going to be safe or this guy's bringing this fucking thing back because he can't give him the love it needs. You know, let's be honest. At some point, presentation does matter. You know, you go into an interview. You know, you're not going to go into an interview with your pants hanging off your ass. You know, even if you do dress like that, if you want the job. So I didn't like how how these people were acting. So anyway, we go... And we start looking at these dogs outside and it's cold and some of them are coming up. And for the most part, they're being cool. But you could see the ones that you're like, no fucking way. Like there was this dog, Alvin, and he had his like neck shaved. I guess they either put a chip in him or whatever. And right when you walk past, like dogs were being calm. And right when you walk past, this dude was just like, and his head was shaking. And I was like, okay, no, no to that one. Alvin looked like he's fucking, Alvin looked like he's been in prison for 25 years and he's ready to come out just to go back in. He looked like one of those dogs that was like, listen, I don't know how to handle the outside world. So just, <laughs> just get me, you know, he'd be like fucking, uh, Brooks from, uh, what's it called? Shawshank Redemption. Just like would be in a supermarket packing groceries. Like, yeah, I can't do this. I need to step on a chair and hang myself. Um, then there was some that I thought were really nice and common, like, no, no, not good with kids, not good with kids. And here's the thing. I feel like, okay, if you know the dog might not be good, like, oh, no, no, it's got to be 12 year olds and older. If you know that, you know, then say the shit, be a little more descriptive on the online. Um, and don't be so like, you know, like, and I don't like when these people are like, oh, we got this dog for you. She's a sweetheart. It's like, yeah, she's also fucking 15. And of course you want her out of here. You know, like don't, don't oh, she's a, we just love her here. She is a doll. It's like, yeah, of course she's a doll. You've been feeding her for 15 fucking years. And she's, she's got 18, you know, 18 months left to live. If you're lucky. I mean, stop telling me what my family wants. I gave you the description. Some dogs just, like, don't even care. They're just sleeping. Like, listen, dude, you're going to take me. They're like fucking Morgan Freeman in uh, Shawshank Redemption where they're like, listen, you're going to approve me or not approve me anyway, so you do the, whatever you want to do, you know. Then the bell goes off and the thing opens up and it's just like, all right, I guess I fuck. I guess that worked. Um, So there was a couple that I was interested in, but they were a little older um, and it just didn't work out at this one place. Then we go to this other place, and um, 
Oh man, this one place was so. I'm not gonna mention names because these people are saints trying to save these dogs' lives. But some of these places need to clean up, man. Like this fucking place smelled like fucking dog shit, pet urine. I mean, just fucking awful, awful smelling. Um, dogs running around everywhere. And my son sees this little black lab puppy, but I think it was like a lab, maybe hound mix because the legs were shorter. My son wants this thing. And he's like, let's get the little one. Let's get the little one. We looked at another dog we really liked. It was a shepherd mix, but his legs were small. And I noticed he had hound and he was more long and short. And I want to get a dog that's a little taller and athletic and could kind of, you know, bark at, you know, bark at strangers coming to the house a little bit just to let people know. I mean, as much as we want a family companion, I want a fucking guard dog. So we're trying to get the mix of a loving, cuddling dog that's also going to, you know, let people know what's up. So that didn't work. Then they were like, we got five pit bull puppies, purebred. You might want to look at them. My wife and I look at each other like, we got to look. We got to look. This one female came out. We almost did it. We had to talk about it. We almost did it. She was ridiculous, amazing looking dog. Colors, eyes, um... She didn't have, she was definitely a purebred pit bull, you could tell, but she wasn't like the ones, you know, she wasn't like the ones that looked like, you know, Mark McGuire the year he broke the record. You know, some of those just with the neck and head, and you're just like, that thing is fucking could swallow a pumpkin hole. Like, she didn't look like that, but she, she was really good looking. And, but just with the smell and with everything going on there, I was like, you know what, let's, um, let's go to lunch. If we could digest anything after this horrific smell. And let's talk about this. So the family went and um, we were just like, you know, let's go home. Think about it before pulling the trigger on a pit bull, you know, because when, when you get a pit bull, you know, like it could affect things with neighbors and stuff. And I've seen that happen where like people don't go trick or treating at your house anymore. And I know the dog gets a bad rap. I know it could be a good dog, but part of you doesn't want to deal with that either. So we're like, you know what? We didn't. We've only looked at a couple of places. My son was crying because he wanted this. He wanted this black puppy so bad. And I was like, listen, man. I was like, he's he's gonna get big, and he's not gonna look like that. And like kids have it in their mind that they're gonna be these little puppies they can play with all the time. You know, in three weeks, the thing's the size of fucking sea biscuit. So I don't. I don't, I wanted to to let him know that. So. <laughs> So we're looking around for more dogs and we're looking online and my wife now who went from the one who kind of didn't want the dog to now she's like, you know, she's running it. She's like sending pictures to me, call this place, call this shelter, sending me pictures of dogs. So I wake up on um, Tuesday morning because everybody was off for President's Day uh, in my family on Monday and she sends me this picture and it's this dog, he looks awesome. I look at him, and he's an island dog, um, and I was like, he looks really, really cool, so I make a phone call to the people, and uh, the dog was located in Connecticut, but the people that you call are really close to my house, so I was like, yeah, I'm calling about this dog, and, thing, and, and the dog's name was Luke, which we would obviously change, because my son's name is Lucas, but um, they were like, oh no, he was adopted, but we got another beautiful one. In Norwalk, Connecticut, if you want to see, I'll send you pictures. So I'm like, yeah, the dog seemed really cool. I was talking to her about the breed. I'll explain the breed to you guys in a second. I'm sure some of you guys know. If some of you guys have any info on this too, I mean, we already know as far as like temperament and everything. This thing that we got is amazing. I'll explain to you in a second. But um, So she sends me the pictures of this dog. I send them to my wife. My wife is like, I love him. I love his face. He looked really cool. He looked kind of, you know, he's a baby. And he just so happened to be um, 10 minutes from um, my wife's job. And they named it Jagger. They had a bunch of puppies and they were naming them after musicians. One was Ozzy for Ozzy Osbourne. One was Bowie in tribute to Dave Bowie, rest his soul. This one was Jagger. So they sent me pictures of Jagger. And uh, my wife goes and my wife is like, you know, I was like, look, I already saw him. I talked to the lady. I love the pictures. Um, they said like, he's going to be big cause his paws were big, which we loved. And, um, so my wife goes and she contacts me and she's like, the dogs were held at this lady's daycare. It was the cleanest place. Then the lady sent me a video of the puppy and there were five little kids at this daycare around the dog. And the dog was just sitting there chilling. And I was like, this dog is so fucking cool. 
And uh, sure enough, my wife meets him, falls in love with him. I could tell she's obsessed with him. And we basically pull the trigger. Now, the name of the breed, or I guess the name of the dog, it's a mixed dog, but what they call him is Arubian Canucos. Uh, so apparently, the characteristics of the dog, they're a hunter. They come from, they're Portuguese, originated in Portuguese in the 1600s. And they're like, um, uh, uh, was it a burial hound? They're, they're, they're some sort of hunter from Portuguese. And what happened was they came to the island of Aruba and they kind of just mixed around with everything and to make this dog that looks the same for, you know. So now the funny thing is our dog um, didn't look like the typical island dogs that they had. He looked a little different. He had a couple of wrinkles in his cheek. If you guys want to see, we have... Um, we have pictures up. I'll, I'll post pictures too, but he's insanely like a, like a, such a cool dog, such like a, he's a cute puppy, but you could tell when he gets old, he's going to be really athletic, super fast. One thing I liked is they said he was bigger than the other puppies. His paws were a little bigger. The dogs usually get anywhere from like 30 to 40 pounds. They think he may be 50 to 60, which is what I was looking for. I also looked up the uh, Arubian Canucos. They definitely have the tendency to be um, not only loving and great with children, but a protective guard dog. So it had everything. And, um, of course, we changed we changed his name. My wife came up with the name. My dog's name is Lloyd. Um, we named him after Jim Carrey's character in Dumb and Dumber because the original dog that we wanted, the one that they said you need a trainer and you can't really see him, you can't be around kids, his name was Christmas. And my wife goes, oh, Lloyd Christmas. And then I was like, Lloyd's fucking hilarious. And then we looked at this dog's face and we were like, that's our Lloyd. So um, we got him. And he's awesome. Took him to the vet. But he's got a couple of like, he doesn't look like the typical, he doesn't look like the typical Arubian Canuco dogs. He does in a way, but there's a couple of things that make you think no. Somebody said he might even have Ridgeback in him because he's got a little line on his back. But then the vet was like, no, but the wrinkles may be a, um, a Sharpay, which is the Chinese dog with the wrinkles everywhere. He may, they think, they think that maybe a Sharpay got loose in Aruba, you know, had the night off, got laid and, and, and out came this dog. So I don't know, but either way, yesterday is my first day with a puppy. I don't know if anybody's ever had a puppy before. This is the first time I had a puppy, like puppy, puppy, like, like barely two months old or, you know, just over two months old teething, the whole thing, crying when you put him, like, this is the first time, and, um, I was just like, the first, like, don't get me wrong, I love the thing, and I, I'm glad we got it, but the first, like, day, I was like, all right, maybe we should have got a gun, but, I mean, I didn't mean it, but I just had the thought, because, it, I mean, holy shit, this, and I got two cats, so I have two 11-year-old cats that we've had from seven weeks old, Stanley and Thomas, so we bring Lloyd into the house, and he's looking in the lay of the land, but Lloyd, like the cats were freaked. The cats were like, what the fuck just happened? Because like Lloyd came in and Lloyd was just like, ah, oh, where's the promotion? This is my, you know, where's the promotion? I'm the superstar that's going to save the company. And Stanley and Thomas were just like, you know, slugging it out in a cubicle for 11 years. Like, fuck this guy. Like, this guy's not getting my job. You know, uh, Thomas, my big cat, the one that looks like a little fucking leopard running around. He wasn't having, like, Stanley's kind of, like, more curious and wanted to see, like, maybe could I get along with this guy. Um, Thomas actually hissed at him and gave him a look like, dude, you better fucking, and all Lloyd wanted to do was play. You know, he wanted to play with him. And Stanley, I mean, uh, Thomas, you know, put his head back, hissed at him. And Thomas is, like I said, he's big, so his hiss is, like, intimidating. And then he just gave this dirty look. And Lloyd kind of backed up and was like, all right, fuck that. Like, he gave him a... He gave him like, all right, I gotta, I gotta start on. But today was cool because I was walking Lloyd today in my front yard, and Stanley and him kind of almost touched noses and smelled. And Stanley was a little hesitant, but he kind of went back. Thomas and him looked at each other, got maybe two inches away, and then I pulled it, I pulled Lloyd away before Thomas could hiss because I wanted both of them to not have like an ugly situation. I wanted to see like how much better it could get, and it's getting better. Um. The toys, you know, he's playful. Here's the best part about my dog. I've never seen it. This is the fucking coolest thing. It's like he was meant to be in this house. The dog sleeps from like 8.30 at night, 9 o'clock at night, till like 9.15 the next day and doesn't get up. Doesn't want to get up. Like he plays hard. He runs hard. He's a puppy. He's actually a really good puppy. Doesn't bark a lot. When he does, we tell him to stop. 
You know, he runs around, frolics and plays and does everything a puppy does. But when this dog crashes, it's like a fucking tranquilizer gun hit him. He just goes down and he's ass out cold. Which is fucking perfect. We just started crating him, which worked out. Today was the first day I left him for two hours. Had to take my daughter to school. Come back thinking he's going to rip up his bed in his crate. He was out cold. And then I opened the door and he was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good in here. So we're really lucky that way. Um, so I'm excited about it. Um, the best part about it is, uh, it's made my house incredibly clean because kids can't have any toys because they just fucking eat anything like Legos and they will, this thing will eat anything. Um, but if you guys have any information on the Island dogs, um, you know, when they get bigger, how big they get, like if you had them, he's called, you could look it up. He's called a Arubian Canuco dog. But, um, we, you know, we think he may be, we think something else. I also looked up if the Sharpay, uh, Sharpay, Sharpay, whatever, uh, the Chinese dog with the wrinkles, I looked up if they're in Aruba and it says right now it's like the easiest time to get them because there are breeders in Aruba. So I'm thinking the vet was right. I'm thinking one of these purebreds got loose, had a, you know, had a little encounter with one of these Arubian, um, Canuco dogs. And ours came out looking like the Arubian Island dog, but with a little bit of that because he's got some some wrinkles on his face. Um, but really cool dog, cool demeanor. My wife loves him. Uh, of course, he's attached to my wife, and you know, every I swear to God, every everything in the house just wants to play with me, and like has fun with me. But when it's time to like need, they just my wife, my daughter with my wife's hair. It's fucking hilarious, a borderline annoying. But at the same time, what are you gonna do? So we got a dog, everybody. We got a dog, and uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But uh, the reason why we got him is because we saw how they were with children, and I heard, I heard from the lady uh, what they were like and what they would be like, and uh, that she said the easiest part of her job is once the dog gets adopted, she knows what she's giving away, and they're amazing, and there's no issues. And I know it's been a little bit, but for a puppy to be this cool as a puppy you know he still does does a little snippy stuff I mean he definitely acts like a puppy but for him to be as cool like already learning tricks to lay down and do a bunch of stuff and um my buddy Giannis Papas hilarious comedian um check out Giannis but Giannis raised three dogs and one was a Portuguese um Tabango or whatever and uh Badango or whatever it is and he said that it was they had the same kind of instincts and he told me it's hard at the beginning but he showed me like I learned shit shit I didn't know with dogs like walk in the house first don't ever let your dog walk in the house first. You walk in the house first. In other words, like you're inviting it in, you know, because you got to be the pack leader. Putting the food down. Make sure they don't go nuts with food. You put the food down and you let them know it's okay to eat and then they eat. Like I'm learning that shit. Um, thank God I got friends that train dogs. Thank God I people, you know, that know what they're doing because, you know, I'd be like, yeah, let them in the fucking house. Let's, you know, let's party. Like if you, you're not supposed to let your new dog in the house and just explore the house. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to do that with a cat, but you're not supposed to do that with a dog. A dog is supposed to go to the area of the house that they're going to be mostly. And then when you go to a part, it doesn't know, then you invite it in all kinds of stuff. If you want the dog on the couch, you got to invite the dog on the couch. You don't just let it jump on the, all kinds of stuff that I didn't know. Um, I would have had this thing would have been ripping apart my house so far. So good. So, uh, Lloyd. And knowing us, it's going to go good, hopefully. And we're going to have fucking three of these things by the summer. Who knows? Um, my unacceptable for the week. How dare you run a fucking animal shelter and make people feel like you're, like, like, that they're not, like, what? Like, you should be, like, we went, we went to another shelter and we almost got this other dog. I forgot to mention. And they were great. The people were great. They were, like, you know, none of the places know what it is. They're like, we think he might be a mix of, and it's like they know what it is. You know, what they're really saying is, yeah, he's part bad dog and part really fucked up dog, but we want to get him the fuck out of here. So if you could take him, we're going to lie to you and tell you that he's a golden retriever and something other, uh, you know, something else that's sweet. That's really what they're saying, you know, um, but they were so cool at this one place in Connecticut. They were just really like, just good. You know, they were just good. They got it. And then uh, some places were really nice and dirty. But then like one place was like, oh no, you got to have this and you got to have that and you got to do it. And I get it, but it's like you were treating me like, like don't, you, don't treat me 
and my wife and my family, like, we're going to fucking abuse the thing like it was. We're here to fucking rescue something that we, you know what I mean? I almost want to be like, listen, bitch, you understand that I could go get a fucking purebed right now, right? I could go spend a couple thousand dollars and get a fucking dog, you know, that's not going to make a, uh, get, learn how to make a shank with its mouth. Do you understand that I could do that, right? I'm here out of the kindness of my heart to fucking get something. At least act as such at the beginning. If I start asking wrong questions, if I start acting like you think I'm not going to be a good owner, then you act like that. Don't act like that out of the gate when I'm coming in with my family. That's absolutely unacceptable, okay? I'm coming here to take one of these things off your fucking hands. Um, so, you know, that's my unacceptable acceptable for the week, and this is, I only do these a couple of times, but acceptable for the week are these people that donate time and, um, and, and effort to save these animals. And I'm not talking about the weird ones because some of these people are fucking weird. I'm not going to lie to you. Some of these people that like dedicate their whole time, they've either had bad interactions with humans. They, they're, they're missing something in their life. And I'm not even trying to be a dick, but like, I'm just going to call it what it is. And, and I know some of you people don't want to talk about it. some of these people that give everything. It's one thing. Listen, it's one thing to love animals. It's one thing to try to help them. But there are people out there that dedicate their life. They put animals before humans. They, they, you know, they, they, it's almost weird. They treat the animals in like, like, uh, they talk about the animals as if it is a person. And, and quite frankly, it's not. And I think it's a little fucked up and weird. Um, and for anybody that doesn't think animal people are fucked up, you ever see a lady that does crazy, what do they call them, crazy cat ladies with 12 cats? That's fucked up. That They're missing something in life. Um, we didn't really come across that, and, and it was nice. We came across very kind people, and my acceptable for the week is, uh, or I should say my acceptable, my exception to doing a, an unacceptable is a very rare acceptable, and it's these, these people that are amazing that really want to help, um, kind of heartbreaking stuff like uh, apparently the dog that we rescued our dog um in Aruba those island dogs they get killed like I guess like 200 a month there's like a kill shed that they go to and they just kill they kill hundreds of them because there's so many of them uh our guy and one of his siblings were found in a trash can so it's a big problem out there and I found out from the lady that the people over there that are working on the island to help these dogs they're they're so broke that they could barely eat so uh, we talked about maybe doing a fundraiser and stuff. Uh, it's funny. I'm going to see how the dog works out before I do a fundraiser. Imagine that. I'll do an opposite. I'll do like a fundraiser for the, yeah, fuck these dogs. No, I'm totally kidding. I will, uh, I want to, I want to, uh, what's it called? I want to do a fundraiser and raise money for the people that help. I want to, um, you know, and help the dogs out there on the island and, and help the people doing it. Because for you to be broke and take that job just because you want to save these animals' lives, man. That's a whole other level of, of person, and, and that's acceptable. So those are my acceptables um, for the week. Uh, that's my unacceptable and acceptable for the week. Now let's get to yours. Okay, and I don't think there's too many here, but uh, let's go. Here we go. Okay, unacceptable. This is from Kyle Santalaquito. Santo Laquito. I think I got it right. Kyle Santo Laquito. That's a that was a good one. Um, here we go. Says um, this weekend I had a number of friends over and we ordered pizza. First they came to the house. We ordered uh, two pizzas, both half cheese, half pepperoni, and a two liter of Coke. He told us uh, he accidentally gave us our uh, he accidentally gave our Coke to another customer and that he would come back. Fine, honest mistake. But then we look at our pizza, and uh, it is red and burnt. So when the person comes back with the Coke, he said uh, that it's not burnt, but it's just, it, but it just doesn't have cheese. Why would a cheese pizza not have cheese? And either way, it must have also been burnt because some of the pepperonis were black. This would be very, uh, this would be very long. If I went in detailed of how many times they had to come back because they would bring it back and mess it up totally uh, different four times in two hours. What? Where the fuck? Uh, come on, Stan. I got my fucking cat up here. Uh, here we go. All right. So that's weird. Uh, then it says here. Uh, so we call the manager. Uh, and he says... He'll bring us whatever we want for free. So we went all out. We ordered wings, 
cinnamon sticks, two large pizzas, half cheese, half pepperoni. They come back. It is two medium pizzas, all pepperoni on both. At <laughs> at this point, that was the closest uh, we would get. We gave up, and it was free, so we didn't complain too much. Uh, wow. Well, that sounds like Pizza Hut, and that's why I, I think. The cinnamon sticks made me think it's Pizza Hut. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's fucking brutal, man. How do you, How can you fuck up four times in one night? It's just like, yeah, you guys have been here. Like, I would have just, I mean, at least everything was free. But holy shit, man, that is just like incompetence on another level. Definitely unacceptable. Here we go. Also, want us to suggest something for your next album. I think it would be cool if you did a Kickstarter. Kickstarter is where you can donate to a project and uh, and get rewards. If you did this for your next album, the fans would give you money for things. Maybe limited edition uh, TV t-shirt or poster or signed copies of the album when it is released. I thought maybe you would be interested in looking into it. And I think it would be fun for the fans to contribute to it for cool rewards. Thanks for the laughs. Pride of Trenton, Paul Bray. Well, thank you so much, uh, Kyle. I really appreciate you listening. I appreciate your um, your suggestion. I, um, I just don't think, uh, to be honest, uh, the goal is to not... I mean, I might do another album... But uh, what I what I want to do is uh, put out a special. So we're looking to maybe do a special. And uh, but but I'll see, and I'll definitely keep that in mind. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that I mean, Kickstarter for anything could could be cool. I know a lot of people are doing that with projects and movies and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, here we go. This one is from Greg Roselli. Uh, longtime fan. Oh, thank you, Greg. Longtime fan. I have seen a few. I've seen you a few times. Um, with Burr, but more specifically, I remember you opening for him at Yale a few years ago. It, uh, it It's absolutely unacceptable that it took this long for you to hit it big. Well, I don't know if I hit it big, but I appreciate it. Um, I'm a New England fan, hands down, and I still tune to watch you babble your big New York mouth <laughs> every week on the podcast. Really hoping you open for Burr at Foxwoods and would love to see you smoking a fat stove after the show. Congrats on all your success. It's great to see hard-working comics start to hit it big. Uh, hope you get uh, knocked out in the new uh, new movie with your pathetic food-eating Greek body. Keep <laughs> keep doing work. I swear to God, you New England guys do not know how to give a compliment without the next thing being like, "Yeah, but you're still a faggot." <laughs> Yeah, but you're still a pussy. Uh, so funny. Thank you, Greg, I guess. No, I really appreciate that. And uh, I did find out that I will be at Foxwoods with Burr on Sunday. Um, I'll be headlining that Friday and Saturday at the Comedy Inn Hotel in Miami. So I'm going to be in Miami the 20, uh, the 26th and 27th. Then I fly home on the 28th morning, and I'm going to go right to the casino, and I will open for Burr um, on the 28th. At Foxwoods, two shows I believe. So I will be at the at the Fox Theater with Burr, um, two shows on the twenty eighth, uh, but not on Saturday, because uh, I will be in South Beach smoking a Cuban, eating sushi. Um, but uh, thank you so much, and I appreciate uh, I appreciate it. Let's see here, and I get more than knocked out in that movie. Hint, hint. How about that? Um, let's see here. This is from, uh, Iser Ang. I hope I said that right. Or, uh, oh, Azer. This is from Azer Ang. Uh, unacceptable. Hey, Paul, uh, saw a dude cleaning his sunglasses with his tongue today. <laughs> what the fuck? He literally stuck his tongue out and started gliding the lenses of his glasses along his tongue until it was clean. Not acceptable. Thanks for the laughs. Looking forward to the burger recipe. Hope your wife gives you permission. You guys with this burger recipe, I swear to God, I'm gonna do it next week. I'm gonna, I, you know what? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do it next week. I gotta just tell her. I gotta tell her because I've been busy. We're running around looking like a puppy. I mean, looking for a, looking like a puppy, looking for this puppy and and traveling and all kinds of stuff. And I forgot it. I didn't even talk to her about it. I will ask her for sure. The amount of people that want this burger recipe, but you know what? It's gonna change your fucking. I'm not even kidding. It is gonna change your life. It'll change your burger perspective, which is actually life changing. 
Okay, we got one more here with this, and I think like one or two tweets, and then we're done. It's a quick, uh, quick one today. Uh, let's see here. This is uh, Frequent Flyer Unacceptable from uh, David E. Parsons from Canada. Let's see. Hey, this is, oh, I toured there. Oh, it was September back on the second show. Oh, that's right. I was in, I'm sorry, I literally just had a conversation with myself by silently reading the first sentence of this. My wife says I always do that. You ever do that? Where like you'll just think something and then you start halfway where you were thinking and the person's like, I, you didn't even give me the beginning, dude. Um, so I was in Toronto myself with Just for Laughs. Uh, but I also, when I was in Toronto, Bill Burr was in Toronto and Bill Burr said, hey, dude, I know you got your own shows going on, but do you want to jump on this show at the Sony Center, which was amazing. So it says, I saw you and Bill on the second show in Toronto back in September 2015. You guys crushed it. I have been an avid podcast listener for over a year. Well, thank you, David. I really appreciate that, and I, I'm a big fan of Canada, dude. I really am, especially uh, Toronto and uh, Vancouver and Montreal and all the other ones that are great. Um, I basically named the biggest ones and all the other tourist ones. Uh, listens to your podcast while I was in Serbia and Croatia in the summer. Well done on the album, too. The fiancé and I loved your bit on what's for dinner in the future. Maybe I appreciated even, uh, maybe I appreciated even more so than her. I do 80% of the cooking. Um, on to the unacceptable. To set the stage, I'm a big dude, 6'3", 270 pounds. I'm an engineer, and I travel by air uh, for work maybe once a month, so I've developed a large tolerance for dopes at airports uh, all over North America. This isn't about strug uh, This isn't about struggling and stuffing luggage into an overhead compartment. It's about the guy taking my seat. I'll try to keep it short. On my departure, this guy, say around uh, 65, same age as my dad, is getting wheeled to the gate in a wheelchair, which is nothing short of ordinary. He pre-boards, uh, and lo and behold, he is in the same row as me, and apparently the same seat, a seat for which I paid extra. This is an aisle seat, so I can stick my legs out into the aisle after takeoff, right when... Uh, Right when I saw him, I knew he was in my seat. But I put on a show and pulled. I put on a show and pulled my ticket back out uh, to double check. Oh yeah, you did the act out. Wait, am I? Did I fuck? Um, and politely show it to him. I look at him and say very nicely, "I think you're in my seat." To which he replies in a thick foreign accent, uh, "I have bad leg. I have bad leg." Okay. I could just picture, I have bad legs. Like, yeah, all right. Uh, as he points to his knee and grimaces in pain as he looks me in the eye. Now the guy rolled up in a wheelchair and I have no problem giving up the seat and help uh, and helping others. But that's all the guy said. I have a bad leg. He didn't think to say, do you mind or please or even a fucking thank you. I just left it and crammed myself up into the window seat. Assuming he didn't have uh, a grasp on the English language and that he truly was in rough shape. This dickhead, this, <laughs> his dickheaded demeanor is unacceptable, number one. I see him texting on the phone in perfect English, so he just didn't feel like justifying himself to me. Five days later, on my way back, I see the same... F no way! I see the same fucking dude walking around the airport perfectly fine, moving around even better than me. I see him sitting down, legs in, legs out, legs crossed. The guy is fine. Imagine the amount of disbelief <laughs> up in my system. Uh, we are on the same flight again and boarded the plane, and this time the guy is sitting up in first class, sipping a drink out of a glass, just laughing it up. Sure, there is a chance he was injured and miraculously got better, but his bedside manner and lack of manners was unacceptable. Lately, I have been seeing the world as a real-life comedy show. Thanks for reading this, and thanks for the free podcast laughs, and I'll be the first one to get in line or online to get a ticket when you come back. Cheers, Dave from Canada. Well, thank you, Dave. That's awesome. And uh, it seems to me that that guy, this is my, here, I'm going to actually tell you what I think happened there because it almost, and, and here's why, because I, 
flew first class and never wanted to go back. Seems to me that this guy flies first class, okay, or finds his way to get better seats all the time. And since he couldn't be in first class, he took your seat, which was the extra money and whatever, and acted as if he needed the leg room and all that because of his leg and just to see if it worked. And then he got back to first class and he feels good. That's what I think. I think that this guy is like a scam guy to just get the best possible seat. I got to tell you, though, after first class, dude, I try to, I want to get, I mean, I would never lie about my leg being hurt. That's fucked up, but uh, that's a great unacceptable, and you're absolutely right, but once you fly first class, like, I tried getting aisles, I tried doing this, it's tough. Um, My wife doesn't know that I did this, but she'll find out if she listens to this, but I spent a little extra money for, like, more leg room on my way to Miami because the last time I was on an airplane was first class. The last four times I flew was first class. Um, connections and stuff and I mean it was I mentioned it before it was insane Um, so that is that let's go and see what else see what else is going on Um, with Twitter because I have a couple more on Twitter and uh, let's see where we are on time here Uh, 41 minutes no 45 just hit 46 minutes I'm sorry Um, perfect just hit 46 minutes. Uh, my cat Stanley's sitting next to me. Stanley got a little shocked when Lloyd came to the house, but I think it's going to be all right. I think they're all going to become friends. All right. So let's see. We've got plenty of time. We've got some sports to talk about. Let's see what uh, Twitter had here. Show flying right by. Those are the good Verzi effects. Flying right by. You know, when I look up and I'm like, I'm on about 18 minutes, I'm like, all right, this show's a little sluggish. But today... I got the flow going. And you know something? I almost did you people a disservice, but I couldn't do it. I got home. I did two shows in the city last night, but I was not home too late. I was home like 11. And I'm like, oh, shit, maybe I could get this done. And I was like tired because Giannis came up the night before to hang out. My buddy Giannis, because we got the puppy, we stayed up till like 3. I was super tired last night, and I didn't want to, um, you know. I was like, I'm not going to do it tired. I was like ready to go to bed, and I'm like, this is not going to be as good, but now I got a little pep in my step, so, uh, did I have an unacceptable on, uh, I have bad leg, fucking guy, it's like, do you, yeah, so do I, get the fuck out of here, guess what, I paid for more for this, so take your bad leg and go sit somewhere else, you know what, flight attendants need to, flight attendants need to step up a little bit too, you know, that's the other thing. It's like flight attendants need to go, sir, I'm sorry, but let the flight attendant ask you, excuse me, sir, this guy's got a bad leg. Would you mind sitting, you know, somewhere else and blah, blah, blah. We'll give you a free drink and this fucking guy's could sit here. You know, but instead it's just like you're dealing with a people. They shouldn't put it up to people. You know, it's funny. I'm scrolling through and I just saw Nick DiPaolo's name and I only imagined what Nick DiPaolo would do. If somebody said that to him, he'd be like, yeah, nah, nah, I got a bad leg too. All right, here's one. Corey Martinez at Crasher339. Paul Verzi, if they bring you this without you asking for it, the steak will probably be unacceptable, and it was, and it's a picture of A1 steak sauce. Absolutely right. A good piece of meat needs nothing. Uh, There's definitely an unacceptable. Here we go. Josh at Josh... Uh, was only uh W A Z O N I E. Um, bacon is Derek Fisher because it breaks when touched. Unacceptable. Oh yeah, because I said breakfast meat. I said when it comes to breakfast meat, Michael Jordan is bacon. Kobe Bryant is breakfast sausage. And then you guys said that <laughs> that uh, uh bacon is actually Derrick Rose because it breaks. That sucks, man. I'd love Derrick Rose a healthy. I take a eighty percent Derrick Rose on the Knicks. See, do I have any other one? There's one more. Somebody sent me another one, and I gotta find this fucking thing. Um, here we go. Ronnie uh, Whalen at Bobby E S S A L E P S A L E P, and it's Bobby E Bobby Essa E S S A L E P L E P. Paul, a bus stops at a red. It stays red, but farther down. One turns green, bus says, fuck this, though, and drives through the red. Unacceptable. Ah, what are you going to do, man? These fucking bus drivers. 
All right. That's it for the unacceptables. Thank you, guys. Please send your unacceptables. I love reading them. I love reading them from everybody, especially new listeners. Send your unacceptables to um, unacceptablesfortve at gmail.com. Any other, um, you know, any other things you want to talk about. Let me know if you guys know about the island dogs. Uh, a Ruby and Kanuko dog is basically what we got. We think he may have a blend of something else in him, but... Um, that's, that's the new dog we got. And, uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. I know I'm a bunch of animal. I mean, people love animals. So if you know anything about them, but it's been great up to this point, uh, let's talk. I have been missing stuff. Oh, two things. One guys, the diet. I know, I know you guys are fucking fuck you Verzi where you're eating right and trying to be good. I have drank one time in the last 40 something day. Like it's been, I've had three cigars, and I've not drank. I'm watching my portions, but here's the best part. I'm actually truly turning it into a lifestyle and changing my eating habits for the better. Last night, I go to a gas station. I was a little hungry. All I had for dinner was a salad, you know, drinking a lot of water, had, you know, bought some fucking bananas and shit. I'm trying to do good, but sometimes I get candy cravings. You guys know, like, talk about it, like, the things that I really can't lay off. I can't lay off. I'm not kidding. If I ever walked into any one of your houses and you had these things, I, I honestly, I can't lay off. Gummy bears. Gummy bears are probably number one. Gummy bears. Good jelly beans. And by good jelly beans, I don't mean the bigger ones with the hard shell. I mean the small ones with great flavor that are soft. I could fucking just eat, swallow a fucking jar of them. So gummy bears... Good jelly beans, like the jelly belly ones. Um, Taffy, Starbursts, Sour Patch Kids, Sour Gummy Bears, Sour Worms. Just any kind of shit like that. Sour, I mean, uh, gummy cherries, all that. Now they make like sugar-free ones. They make gluten-free ones. So I go to a gas station last night, not even making this up. You know, I needed to just top off the tank. So I threw 20 in the tank. I grabbed a couple of fucking bananas. I grabbed a lemon water. And then I just see this gluten-free, fat-free, healthier version of these gummies, this this different company. And I'm holding it in my hand. And I'm looking at like, it says 35 pieces is one serving. It's not that bad. But I do see, obviously, it has sugar, it has corn syrup. And I'm going, Paul, you're doing so good. You're putting good stuff into your body. I'm eating a lot of proteins. I cut so much uh, carbs out. I'm just doing really well. Not drinking. I just shirts are fitting me better. I'm looking better in the face. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I had this moment of clarity. I'm holding this thing, staring at it. It was like fucking Pookie in New Jack City with the crack pipe to his lips, when his just bottom lip is quivering and he just starts crying. I swear to God, I'm I'm just going no, dude. Just like if I just took a handful, ate him in the car. But I'm like, you know, you're gonna eat the whole bag. You fucking can't lay off him. And I put him back. It was one of the hardest things I ever did. I put it back, and I got two bananas, and it was good. By the way, for anybody that doesn't eat carbs, I found something out. This is a fact. Memory tests show your memory is worse when you don't eat carbs because it the, the starch and the carbs feeds that part of your brain. I forgot the part of the brain and the chemical it is that you need for your memory. They said the good news is once you have a little bit of carbs, a little bit, it brings it back. But if you do a memory test next to somebody... Uh, that that is eating carbs, they're going to be sharper. So you got to find a way to get a little bit of the starch and a little bit of carbs in for your brain. That's why you get all fucking lightheaded and shit. People are like, no, nah, no, nah, I feel great. I feel great. They're weak. They can't run and shit. You know, fuck that. You got to be balanced out. But um, I wanted to talk about the um, dunk contest. I've been missing things because of... Cause of um, comedy, which is fine, you know, I'm working, but like, missing like, I, like last year, a couple years ago, I got to stay home for the dunk, it always seems like I'm working on a dunk contest, because it's a Saturday night, whatever, that Orlando kid, that dunk where he jumped over the mascot, and was like sitting down, that was one of the sickest, first of all, just put in 2016 dunk contest highlights, those two kids put on a show that I don't remember since Jordan and Dominique Wilkins, to be honest, and probably more creative dunks now, because so many dunks, I mean, I don't know if it was as good, I still think the greatest dunk performance ever of all time was 2000 Vince Carter. Look at those highlights. But if you want to see the greatest dunks ever, I would see Dominique Jordan this last year's 2016's, the kid on uh, Minnesota and the kid on Orlando. Levine is one of them. I forgot the other kid's name. 
and the Vince Carter 2000. Just that's all you ever need to see. But that was insane. Um, and it looks like the Knicks are not going to make a big move right now. So they're holding out. But, um, you know, I'd like to see a point guard come to the Knicks. And I'm, I'm hoping Kevin Durant. Here's my theory. Kevin Durant loves Przingis. Przingis has made... The nice thing about Przingis and the nice thing about what Phil Jackson and the Knicks are doing is it's making people come back to the Knicks. It's making people be like, oh man, I'm watching them again. They're great. It's fucking awesome. My theory is Durant loves Przingis. They're saying, oh, he might want to be home and go to Washington. He's not going to win a title in Washington. He's not going to win a title. If he's not going to win a title with... If he's not winning a title with Brian... I mean, um, with uh, Russell Westbrook, then he's not going to win a title with John Wall. But Przingis' ceiling and upside is so high that if you could get a good point guard and then you put Przingis, who can be the next Dirk. As a matter of fact, Dirk did not shoot this good his rookie year. Look it up. Przingis put like 30 points up in that All-Star game or the the, the freshman versus the uh, the rookies versus the sophomore game, whatever it was. Unbelievable. I was watching it. We were watching it. Uh, me and Pete Davidson were watching it when... Um, oh, I got to call out Pete on this one too. But, um, you know, we were watching. He's like four threes in a row. Looked like he was hitting a foul shot. Why wouldn't Durant finally come to a big market. He's not going to be far from home. If Maryland or Baltimore or Washington is near his home, that's fine. He's right down the fucking road. He comes to a big market, plays at Madison Square Garden with Przingis. You bring in a guard, boom, that guy will be a fucking king of New York. You know, who knows what they'll do with Melo, but I, I just feel like that's a move for him. So Kevin Durant, if you're listening to this, if somebody knows Kevin Durant, if somebody knows somebody who knows somebody who knows Kevin Durant, let him hear what I just said. Like Phil Jackson's not going to tell him, but come on, Kevin. Come to the Knicks. You and Przingis on the same floor. What, 6'11 and 7'3 or 6'10 and 7'3? That'd be sick. Um, but uh, so Pete Davidson uh, was uh, in, uh, he's, I guess SNL is off for the next couple of weeks. But, you know, Pete and I are friends and, you know, we don't get to with schedules and everything. And I like to do shows and come home. And, uh, you know, because I live, I live far away from the city or an hour away. Pete's in the city, so he's like, why don't you come over, man? I was like, all right, I'll come over for a little bit. We'll smoke a cigar, hang out. To Pete's credit, to Pete's credit, um, he beat me so unmercifully in John Madden two years ago, okay? So he had Madden. He had an apartment in Brooklyn. He bought Madden. We played, and uh, oh, my God, it was crazy. There was another, Jackie Furback, this comedian was there. She was watching us and she just was looking at me like, Paul, are you going to, like anytime I got a first down, anytime I did anything, he either picked it off or did something. At one point, he even tweeted it. He beat me 49 to 7. It was really bad. Now, I don't play and I'm like, fuck you, dude. You're fucking younger and you fucking play these video games. I'm making all kinds of excuses up, right? So I go to his house. We're sitting there. We're smoking a stick. We're talking. We're catching up. And all of a sudden, I was like, you got any video games? You want to, you know, and he's like, yeah, I got Madden. He's like, I got Madden and I got 2K16. And I'm like, fuck it, dude. You want to play Madden? And he just looked at me and he's like, dude, I'll fucking destroy you in that. I was like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Let's, you know, let's play. Let's just play. So we did a rematch of the Super Bowl. He was Carolina. I was Denver. And guess what, everybody? I beat him. I beat him 14 to 9. I had like four interceptions. I figured out Madden. You got to let the fucking, you got to switch players at the very last second. You can't, I figured out how to play defense. I was sacking Cam Newton in that game just the way he got sacked in reality. Um, you know, DeMarcus Ware, Vaughn Miller had a good game. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'm never letting him live it down. So do me a favor. If any of you people see Pete Davidson, go, yeah, man, I know you used to beat Verzi, but what happened the last time? I already beat you. I already beat you in Madden. Please do that. Um, how great would that be if Pete's like performing at a comedy club and people are like online to meet him or buy his CD and somebody just goes, dude, I heard Verzi beat you 14 to nine in Madden. Please do that. Um, and he'll be like, fuck that. I beat him 49 to, um, what else? I got to admit guys, I'm, I'm really full fledged into UFC now. I never thought it would happen. I made fun of it. I made fun of the bare feet. I made fun of the man, the man on man contact. I did all that. It is actually amazing. It's amazing. So, um, this, uh, I did that movie, that fighting movie, and, um, 
uh, Dada 5000 or Dada 5000, however you call it. He's fighting Kimbo Slice tomorrow on that Beltor or whatever um, fight tomorrow night. And um, so I'm going to, I mean, I'm working. I got two shows, but I'm going to try to check that out because, you know, I I remember the guy from Dogfight, the documentary on Netflix, and then, um, you know, doing this thing with them. I didn't get to meet him. He actually left the set the day or two before I did, but it uh, should be cool. So I'm going to check that fight out. But there's just something about the UFC where you're not attached to one guy like you are in boxing. I mean, I love boxing better. I like boxing overall as a sport better, but it's just not done right. Dana White does it right. Like best guys fight the best guys. It seems like there's either a female fight or a male fight main event every other fucking week or every month. So it's really cool. Bo- uh, boxing needs that. But, um, you know, I had people over. And from the first fight of the, you know, on the card, there's like five fights you get to watch. It's awesome. It's like, you know, they build it up. They give you the stories of everybody. I love it. So um, I'm I'm in UFC. Pretty much all I have for sports is that NFL off season. What can you do? You just gotta wait. And um, getting ready for the second half of uh, the NBA. Yankees coming up in April. Um. So there you have it. Now movies. Speaking of docs, have I saw a documentary on capital punishment. The kid that uh, a couple kids killed some people. One kid did, and he got put to death. And I just watched it. It was not not. I mean, it was just more informative. It wasn't great. Terrible story. Um, like I mean, terrible of what happened, and the whole thing just sucks. I'm trying to think if I saw anything else good. I really haven't seen any movies. Um, if any of you guys can uh, let me know about a good documentary, some of you guys have told me some good ones. A lot of people are thanking me for giving them the recommendation of the imposter. That was insane, dude. If you haven't seen it, man, I'm, I'm like people. I was at the comedy club last night, and somebody was just like, "I'm sorry, did you say the imposter?" And I was like, "Yeah." They were like, "That was it was it was unbelievable." Um, again, the Unreal Dream, unbelievable. Um, the guy in Unreal Dream, Michael uh, Morton. Follow him on Twitter. I, I can't believe how like I mean he he has a lot of Twitter followers, like five hundred something. But like I mean his story is so unbelievable. What a nice man. What that guy went through is unbelievable. It's the story of Michael uh, Morton, the Unreal Dream. I'm trying to think if I saw anything else. No, I wanted to see the new Bond uh, the new Bond Spectre on um on uh, on demand. So I'm gonna probably try to check that out, but. That's uh that's pretty much it for movies. Uh, as far as plugs, guys, I will be um next next Friday and Saturday. Let me make sure I get this right because I want to give you guys the uh, the proper dates here. This fucking dog is chilling in the crate, not even crying. I took him out for a walk, and he just loves to sleep. He loves to play hard and then conk out. It's fucking perfect. Okay, so here are the upcoming shows that you guys that I want you guys to come out to. Um, well, tonight I'll be at the stand at 8:45, uh, and tomorrow I'll be at the stand uh, 8 and 10, hosting the 8 and 10. Saturday I will be at Rockwell's in Pelham, New York, one show, nine o'clock. Um, then I got another show at the stand next week, and then Friday. Okay, here are the uh, road stuff. Friday. February 26th, I will be headlining the Comedy Inn at 9.30 and at 8 and 10.30 on Saturday the 27th. That's the Comedy Inn in Miami, Florida, next Friday and Saturday, 9.30 Friday, 10, I mean, uh, 9.30 Friday, 8 and 10.30 on Saturday the 27th. New Jersey, March 25th, I will be at the Comedy Shop with the All In Tour. Co-headlining with Joe Bartnick in uh, Wontog, uh, New Jersey at 8 o'clock. That's the 25th in Wontog, New Jersey. Um, and where is that? That is... Actually, if you just go to you, you the comedy shop venues, you could see the one that's... There's only one in Wontog, so you could go to that one. That is on the 25th. On the next night, the 26th. Joe Bartnick and I for the all-in tour again will be at the Comedy Shop Comedy Club at the Best Western Hotel in Pompton Plains, New Jersey. So Wontog, New Jersey at the Comedy Shop on the 25th at 8 and at 8 o'clock at the Comedy Shop in Pompton Plains, New Jersey at the Best Western. Come out to that. It should be awesome. More dates are coming. 
Um, I got some dates coming. I will be in Atlanta, Georgia at the Punchline. I will be headlining April 28th through May 1st. That is the awesome new Punchline Comedy Club in Atlanta, Georgia, April 28th through the 1st. Please go get your tickets. Get them in advance. It should be awesome. Uh, And uh, I'm looking forward to all of those dates. So that's it right now, guys. More dates and more stuff coming up. Um, I also... Uh, when I find out when, also I did a, a quick thing on the Eric Andre show on Adult Swim, uh, season four. Whenever that comes out, I will let you know. Obviously, any info on the movie, and um, and that's it. So, please go to paulverzi.com for any further stuff. I have some more updating to do to the site. Also, um, go follow me on Twitter at paulverzi on Twitter. And uh, the Verzi Effect podcast will be back. I know some of you guys, uh, some of you guys ordered some posters and uh, CDs. Those are being sent out. Like I said, you should get them. I'm sorry. Sometimes it takes longer. It takes longer if you're, you know, how, depending on where you are at a state and all that stuff. But uh, you, you will, you will get them. The people that got the first batches got theirs. You will get this. So um, sorry if there is any delay, but uh, you will get it. I'll make sure that everything is is done right with that. Okay, so thank you guys so much. This has been episode 245. Until episode um, 246, we will be training this dog and uh, (laughs) figuring that out. Uh, We got fucking so much shit going on. Why not just throw a dog in there and see what happens? Thank you guys. You guys are the shit. Um, Please donate to the GoFundMe from uh, my friend TJ who's battling cancer. You could get that off of Facebook. Please uh, try that. Uh, try, you know, please uh, check that out and, and send whatever you can. I would appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. I'll talk to you soon.